Let's face facts. Last year, 2020, it was a shit show. There was an election in the United States that turned out really nasty. Politics on both sides of the spectrum that divided. A worldwide pandemic that has affected people's bodies and minds. Do you shut down or do you stay open? What are the long-term effects of all of this? UFOs are real. Is that a good thing? Or is this the beginning of something bigger? Are we alone on this planet? Monoliths. That was pretty fucking crazy. I have to say there was some good. Hopefully you became closer with your family. When not locked in your home, did you enjoy the outdoors? Did you get to see our beautiful country? Did you take a leap into the unknown and do something like starting a podcast? Were you moved by the show Shit's Creek and the beautiful message that it gave? So many things were taken away, but I want to focus on the good and hope to move into this new year, 2021, with some positivity. That being said, welcome to episode 9 of Those Canadian Lads podcast. The first one of 2021, Jeffrey. Hello, Brad. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? I was I was a little concerned for a few minutes there. That was uh, you said it was going to be somber to start. I was getting a little worried, like maybe have to uh, come over to rescue you or something. I was reading my obituary. <laughs> I was going to say, like obviously, 2020 is a challenging year, and uh, everyone likes to say that, but. I like how, too, it's like, oh, it's 2021. Oh, yeah, everything went away on New Year's Eve, obviously. Everything, everything was bothering us gone. <laughs> I saw the best tweet tonight. It was uh, 2021 saying to 2020, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've seen a few where it's just like, what are we going to do when 2020 can finally start drinking because it's 21? But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's going to be great. So, no, that was, I was a little, as I said, a little concerned. It was a little somber to start off there, so... Yeah, no, you know what? Going into 2021, you know, 2020, she's gone. She's gone. I'm excited. We're going to start this new year off, obviously, with some news and covering some of the topics of the day. The topic du jour on the <laughs> Canadian Lads podcast has been really, really juicy over the last number of uh, days in the last week. Some great news coming out there. And uh, some obviously news within uh, our own Alberta politics and Canadian politics. And uh, we are recording tonight. Uh, what is it? January 6th, 2021. Donald Trump held a rally in Washington, D.C. today. And tonight, the Capitol burn- building, I don't know if it's burning, yeah. but it's definitely... It's definitely... It's glass broken. Some glass, people jumping through windows, uh, <laughs> somebody standing in Nancy Pelosi's uh, chair wearing horns and no shirt. That was <laughs> so uh, I think we're up for a good podcast tonight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, interesting interesting times as the new year has rolled over. Uh, we'll touch base on all that great stuff, of course. But before we get too too hard and heavy here, I think we could uh, we should just kind of wrap up our holiday seasons. Um, Brad, how did how did yours find how did yours go towards the end, and how did you celebrate your new year? You know, a great family time. Was able to spend a lot of time with the kids, um, skating, sledding. Uh, got to use my drone for the first time. Ooh. I got a drone a couple uh, months ago. Uh, hadn't used it at all 
literally sat in a, sat in a box for a couple months and uh, took it down to the park and uh, to, did some videos of the kids and uh, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, all in all, a great uh, lonely Christmas uh, without family, of course, because obviously we've been asked to by our provincial government to uh, not gather in groups and, and get together or. Uh, other things that we'll probably touch on uh, during the <laughs> podcast, but uh, uh, I guess uh, I'll, I'll give you my true feelings on how I felt about that. And I'm sure you will, Jeffrey, but uh, yeah. How about you guys? How did you enjoy Christmas? I saw you were on the old out, out, outdoor rink in, uh, in the <laughs> I was, I, I took it upon myself to uh, clear some uh, snow off a, a light, lovely ice surface and skate for two hours uh, and not be able to walk for the rest of the day pretty much, just being completely gassed out. I also uh, managed to uh, hit the ice pretty nicely a few times while getting stuck in a crack and attempting to take a slap shot, something I probably haven't done in about, um, I don't know, 20 years, give or take. <laughs> so I, I can recommend anything, Jeff. It's called arthritis Tylenol. Old age guys <laughs> like us, perfect. It works really well. I honestly, like... Uh, obviously doing an activity that you don't normally do you you do feel it the next day but it wasn't even the next day it was hours later i was like stuck on the couch watching a movie and i was like i can barely move but no it was, it was great i obviously uh it's a good time to take advantage of the nice things we can do outside and it was a beautiful day sun was shining weather was cooperating so it was good uh no it was uh, it was good roundup to the end of the holiday season um uh, dear listener, I have to apologize. It wasn't Brad's fault that you guys had to go a full two weeks without listening to a new episode of Those Canadian Lads. Uh, my wife and I decided to do a turkey dinner on the Wednesday when we typically record this. So that's my fault. Um, I don't know why we would have done it out of order. But uh, one of the things I thought I'd taken care of was for Christmas Day, we decided to venture out a little bit and do a non-traditional meal since it's just the two of us. So we did a Wagyu steak. And crab legs uh, with some. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So I will Happy say. Happy birthday, Jesus. Yeah. Here's some Wagyu, uh, which I'm still not even quite certain how it differentiates itself from other steaks, other than it's a little bit more fatty, but uh, definitely good. Um, definitely expensive. And I'm going to give it the endorsement of it's not worth the price. But I will say, I have never gotten a crust on that steak so good. It, it cooked amazingly, but at the end of the day, we, we're blessed with good beef here in Alberta anyways, so maybe maybe I'm spoiled at the best of times. Ooh, Alberta beef. Yeah, no, so, no, so that was good, but as I said, like we decided to do a, a turkey dinner on the day that uh, you and I usually record, so it's my fault, listener, that you had to wait two weeks for this wonderful podcast to come out again. So All of our listeners deprived of episode nine of those Canadian Lads podcasts, but we waited... We waited, Jeffrey, because we knew good things were going to happen. We we knew there was going to be content to talk about going into the first week of 2021, and the the world, the the good vibes didn't disappoint, did they? No, no, definitely not. You know, I I wouldn't have really thought that after such a quiet holiday season in regards to what the average citizen could do, that a bunch of revelations would come out from a political perspective, especially here in Alberta, uh, things ramping up in the U.S. I really didn't think a bunch of this junk was going to kick off and ruin a bunch of careers for people, which I love. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's start off with that. So right. last week, 
uh, is actually, I think, on uh, New Year's Day, Jason Kenney had to come out and uh, discuss with the media that his municipal affairs minister, Tracy Allard, who's out of Grand Prairie, uh, was spending the lovely Christmas break in the state of Hawaii. It is a beautiful state. I, I, it is a beautiful state. From what I from what I understand is she's not truly responsible for the vaccine rollout, but she does have a part in it. And uh, obviously that's a big deal. And uh, that being said, uh, the government officials, government officials told us stay home. Yeah, absolutely. That's been the message from uh, both our federal and our provincial governments. Uh, I know there's a little differentiation along the way, but you know, the, the, the term has been used as unnecessary travel and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but for the most part, I've decided that unnecessary travel is pretty much any vacation. Um, you know, the, the general citizen has avoided seeing their families, uh, missed important events. We both have missed important things throughout the year because we couldn't gather with our families. And that's just the price we're paying during this pandemic. But uh, obviously, you know, uh, some government elected officials and people that aren't elected either, like obviously. Uh, no, no, I, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop okay. you there. People, private people, they want to travel, travel. It's your body. It's up to you. You travel. If you have the means and you want to take the risk, you can go anywhere you want. The reason I say that is, and this is my opinion, and it's not yours, obviously, if, if you don't want to agree, you don't have to, but the private citizen, you know, we're not run by dictators, but the fact of the matter is these people have put in government, have put in place restrictions on us, told us to stay home and then hypocritically just go out and do their own thing, do what they want. And to use the excuse that, oh, this is a tradition for my family to go to Hawaii. Well, I don't know how long Minister Allard had been working for the provincial government, but I'll just say this. We pay your taxes. You're my employee. Well, what are you, you know, doing? We pay, we pay your salary VR. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, all yeah, fired yeah. up on this one. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. You know, we, we, we pay for her, her, her job. Yeah. And, uh, sorry. I'm, and, she, and she has the audacity and like lack of tact to go and travel while telling us, no, 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 stay at home, be safe. Don't go near your family. Don't go near your parents, but boo fucking who. I'm sorry. I, for, <laughs> I, I honestly, this is one of the things that I'm fired up about, and it's not a left left wing thing or a white right wing thing. Whoa. This is across. <laughs> well, did I say white? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, did. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna deem us a alt right <laughs> podcast. Oh god! Yeah, no, no, no uh, we don't want that. No, we don't. But here's the thing: it's a, it's, it goes across parties. Uh, Mary Ninchy, who's obviously. Oh, yeah very left wing um, wanted lockdowns shutdowns was going to step in. If the Kenny government didn't do it, his chief of staff traveled across out of country. Well, and, that, there, that, and there's no, nobody's talking about that. Janice Irwin isn't talking about that. The NDP uh, MLA from Highlands. She's not all over that one, but she's definitely all over the left or the, the right wing uh, MLAs from the UCP. So um I don't want to politicize this. It's not about what party you're in. It's just, it's just ridiculous that you're going to dictate to me that I should follow the rules and I have been following the rules and you're not going to. 
horse, horse, horse manure, Jeff. Horse manure. <laughs> Very well put. No, no, I, I wasn't disagreeing with you. And I, I was alluding to government officials that aren't elected as Nenshi's uh, chief of staff who traveled. Um, obviously bad form for the most part. Now, I'll, I'll get into why I think it's bad form, but um, obviously there's more than just Allard who's traveled. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know all the numbers. I think it's like nine or ten people now. Uh, obviously, we have a guy like, uh, I think it's Pat Wren. Mis- oh, yeah, he's the guy. But you know what? Like, but, but his- got to really dig deeper into what the situation is, right? Like, well, his constituents are coming out saying, you're not even, you're not even around to represent us, let alone going on vacations too. So, so th- this dude might be pulling double duty in regards to not winning over his next, next votes effectively. Now I will say like, obviously people are very upset about the fact that um, we've all paid a price during this time period to, you know, to, to be safe, to, to be considerate of other people. And a lot of people are seeing it as a, a, a spit to the face uh, in regards to these officials going and doing their thing when the rest of us have been trying to abide by it you know, for the most part. Um, there is part of me that I don't have a huge moral objection to it. Uh, just because the average citizen does things, people are for the most part self-serving and egotistical and narcissistic and and just do what they want. Oh, I, I don't want to I don't want to hinder any of my joy. So I expect this from people to a certain extent. The one thing, uh, the one thing that bothers me, and it bothers me in the sense that if it was one of if it was my MLA or my mayor or blah blah blah, I would say that this is an indication to me that your decision making ability and process within your own mind is so poor that I can't trust you to make other decisions in regards to what you're doing to represent me and the constituency as a whole. If you can't foresee the fallout that was going to come from this, that your that the general population was going to be upset and was going to be rabid and calling for your head, then I'm sorry, but you're a moron. You you have to be able to see that. It's it's ridiculous. It'd be like, I, I don't even know. It's, it's, it'd be like doing something in public and then being surprised. Like, it'd be like me hitting a kid in a parking lot at West Hamilton Mall and then being surprised when people are like st- stood up and protected the kid. It's, of course that's going to happen because people are going to be upset by your stupidity. That's what I mean. I mean, it's the lack of tact, you know, it's just, it's so selfish in the sense that, like I said, I don't care if you travel, I, I could care less. That's up to you. It's your decision. But when you're telling someone, uh, uh, the general population to stay at home, because this is a serious situation, you're, you're out of line now. You're completely out of line. I'm glad she stepped down from her role. She should have done that the day that it was announced. Kenny, he should have stepped up a little bit more when he did that. He should have uh, stepped up to the plate. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm really torn, I guess, with my political views right now because um, this government currently is uh, – they, they did not do a good job on handling this. Well, keep in mind, too, that Kenny's been, other than a few Facebook posts and a, I think a tweet today, he's been MIA since New Year's Day. So we're, we're on day five or six here of him not facing the public after this egregious moves by his, uh, by his staff, effectively. So 
he's he's definitely going to be in hot water. And like, obviously, experts are coming forward and saying, like, is this going to ruin his career? Is this going to be the end of uh, like it's going to affect him at the next election? Like it should. But l- let me double back on that for a second. Uh, but I want to touch on something you said in regards to your political. You said your political beliefs or something along those lines is questioning something. Keep in mind that and this will be very telling in regards to how I feel about politicians, but political beliefs doesn't necessarily mean it's reflected by the party or the people that represent that party. These people, for the most part, are, once again, narcissistic, egotistical, lazy, and all they really want is a paycheck at the end of the day. They will say whatever they have to. They will portray themselves as however they have to to get a free check. Like that's what they just want a job. They don't necessarily represent the good or the bad of any political beliefs. Like they would tell you they do, but these people are all, there's like, Oh, I, I just do. I just want to go and do about, go about my business. All I want. It's, it's complete hypocrisy. And that's exactly what you're going to get from this type of stuff. Cause people are these type of people. Well, I think if anything, the situation, it's opened up a lot of people's eyes. Um, you know, I'll disagree with you in some senses. Like, I, I think there there are politicians out there that do believe in certain things, believe in causes, believe in community service. Um, but it's very evident right now that our current government, um, and not all of them, I'm not going to say every single UCP member is <laughs> a, a, a crook, because that's what you know people within the NDP would want us to say right they want it they want people to jump off ship and and you know jump to their side and oh it's all right it you know we're we're the holier than now party well there's a lot of you know um scandals and things on that side of the fence as well right so um well i i will say obviously when when notley came out and she was like i want to know where all of your representatives were over the holiday season it's like, you better be pretty certain that none of your people pieced out at all because you really run the risk of exposing your own hypocrisy about this type of stuff. So so I I think the silver, I'm, I'm going to take a silver lining approach to this. And as I just ranted and raved about how everyone's a horrible entity and I just hate everybody anyways, and we should just boil everybody. And we said we were going to start this 2021 podcast on a, on a positive note. So here we turned that upside down. I love it. Here is my positive note. This is an opportunity for the general public, regardless of what political affiliation you are, to sit there and go, okay, next time I vote, is the party I'm going to vote for or the individual, the MLA, or on whatever it is on the federal level, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it, but you're going to go, is that individual going to represent me properly and do the right thing? What I find is very frustrating is that... um, and I'll, I'll target Trudeau on this because it's an easy target. And I don't like Trudeau for the most part. No, not one of those idiots who puts a F Trudeau sticker on your pickup. Like you're a sack of garbage. If you're going to do that, you're just going to need to relax a little bit. But <laughs> if, <laughs> if when you go to vote next time, if you ignore the, we, the, we scandal, the hypocrisy, the, the other things that have taken place, and you still just prop somebody up. And let's go with this. So if When the next Alberta election happens in two years' time, if you're just going to blindly vote for the UCP representative 
without considering the hypocrisy and how they handled this situation and whether or not you believe that somebody stood up and was a good leader about it, then you're missing the point. This is an opportunity for you to sit back, look at how what you think is important and think about how these people represent you. Because regardless of like your own intentions, how we elect these people, these are the people that represent our country on a world stage as well, our province within a national stage. The, you have a choice to make. And well, you make a great point because people just pick a side. Absolutely. They don't dig, they don't dig into the person they're actually voting for. They generally as, as a population, it, we either go blue or red or orange and blue, or some people actually go green, which is crazy. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm not going to go well, down that road. Well, well, without going into any, without specific detail, um, I can, I think I'm proudly can say this is that whether it be federally or provincially, I have voted for every party at some point or another, because of what I thought was important at that point in time, except for the Andes. <laughs> so I, I've changed my political views along the way, or at certain points in time, I'm like, this is more important than what other political views I have. And that's why I'm going to vote this way. But you have to look at that stuff on occasion. You know, I think going, you know, going forward, it's really important to be sold in the constituents that you, you live in by the person that is going to fight for you, the individual, you know, the Trudeau O'Toole thing now, you know, like, I just laugh like it's they're trying to slay each other left, right and center. You know, there I, I saw today somebody tried to paint O'Toole like the next Donald Trump, which is completely <laughs> worse. You know, like there, there's no Canadian politician running out there who's looned out as much as Donald has recently. Like Trump I don't started off so. he, he he built a pretty strong economy and then things started going off the rails and he wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, deny the, uh, the white supremacists during that, <laughs> <laughs> during that last, uh, or the one big, uh, crap show, uh, debate. The debate, and, the debate yeah. yeah. And then things started to unravel for him and his true color showed. And, you know, unfortunately the States right now are in a, it's in a bit of upheaval and I'm not going to lie. There's some surreal scenes coming out of Washington today. Well, yeah, and obviously we're we're Canadian. I'm there's only so much of an opinion I have on American politics. Um, I will say that I don't think I'm taking a very strong stance by thinking Donald Trump's kind of a loon, and this is like, wow, I'm really glad we don't have him as a leader. Like, it, I I also kind of discount what the president is able to do from an economical standpoint. I know a lot of people go like, oh, well, it's his it's his economy that's thrived, blah blah blah, and I'm like. Yeah, well, Bill Clinton had 106 straight months of economic growth as well as a Democrat. And I don't think it was any policies that he did either. So I'm going to discount that a little bit. But I, I will say, though, if you, when you get a scene today and for the listener who hopefully you've seen the news at this point or another, because so this makes sense, of course. But but you have a, I'm going to call him an army, but it's, it's probably not as threatening as that. But you have a bunch of maniacs. Ah, I'm going to stop you there. It there is a mixture. I guarantee you, there are people there who be- love their country, believe in what Donald Trump was bringing to the table. They're also mixed with a bunch of friggin' lunatics that are obviously really far right dudes and women 
a woman got shot and killed today, actually. Who is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, hopefully she, uh, I don't know if that's worth dying over, but um, pretty sad stuff, you know, somebody losing their life in a situation like this uh, for what's going on there. But there's people from the silent majority there who want to stand up for what their beliefs are. But then there's also the radicals and those radicals took over. And there were also radicals during the other movements during the summers. Then we had cities burning down in the States, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff. So, you know, you can't mix both sides. There's just too much. You shouldn't pick sides like this. This is where it gets really ugly when you start picking a side. Like, I don't want to say you got to sit on the fence on everything, but, um, Love, don't hate. Love, don't hate, Jeff. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. I uh, I don't have a lot of love for the general population, but I, I'll, I'll focus on today. I'll focus on today's uh, events as opposed to going shotgun blast across uh, politics for last year or what's been going on in the states. But uh, regardless of your political affiliation, or you're like, oh, I just want to stand up for what I believe in, when you charge a building and you you're in a mob of people and you're like no no let's keep advancing oh, this is where our sitting government is currently doing legislative work in regards to ratifying the election and your solution is to charge through the doors what's in your head it, it, I don't even, it doesn't matter what your political beliefs are anymore you're willing to do something stupid and i'll, I'll dumb this down a great deal to a non-political thing Back in 2005-2006, the Edmonton Oilers went to the Stanley Cup final and unfortunately lost in Game 7 against the Hurricanes. Did you go to White Ave? No, I sat on my porch and I cried with you. No, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah, though, that was Game 7. But during that playoff run, this city, unfortunately, because we have a bunch of rabid fans, and quite frankly, I bleed blue and copper and orange too, but it's like... You go down to White Ave, there's people just kicking in windows at chapters. Or See, in, that's that mob mentality, though. There's but, Those people weren't fans. But no, but, but that's what I'm talking about. This is the same thing, whether or not you're a political affiliation or a fan of a team. If you're willing to go break shit, just for no reason, then you, it doesn't matter what, what's going on. If you have a, any sane thought in your head, you got to get the hell out of there, which is, admittedly, when I went down there and that sort of started happening, we got out of there. For that exact reason, because I'm like, I don't want to be part of this. It's time to get away from this. And whether or not you're at a political thing and you're protesting uh, police brutality or an election you think has been stolen from you, when you start breaking stuff and start charging into buildings or vehicles or attacking people, you've lost all credibility. It's gone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like when the Black Lives Matters protests were going on and the right, you know, you know, condemned the, uh, the left saying, oh, Antifa and all these people are bad and all this is bad, but uh, a small few caused, made the issue bigger from a negative standpoint than with the good that they were trying to do and yeah. vice versa. This is the same situation. So I just, I don't know. I, I get uh, tired of the whole politicizing of, of these things, right. Of, uh, you know, trying to paint the other side, you know, as ugly as potentially possible. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Trudeau, but I'll give the prime minister credit. He's, he's, you know, done some good things here over the last year to help us get through, um, the pandemic. But that being said, he's also done a lot of stupid things and, um, hopefully 
people make him pay the price when it comes down to time to, to pay the price. And that's the same for Jason Kennedy and his government is that we've, we've, we've voted these, this government in, we've given them a majority, so they're not going anywhere for the next, you know, couple more years. So like, we got to learn to live with it. And if we're not happy, we voice our concern. I think Albertans voice their concern over the traveling MLAs and at least something happened. Yeah, absolutely. I would, um, I'm hoping for a little bit more, like obviously Kenny at some point during his election campaign was running on the on the idea that there should be recall legislation so that when your MLA isn't representing your constituency in the best way is that you should have an opportunity to recall that individual. And it would have been nice had that been in place at this point in time, because I think we would have seen 10 people flop over and it would have been a, Hey, listen, you work for the people who vote you in. You work for the people who pay their taxes and pay your salary. So you better stand up and do what's right for us is how I go about it. And I will say though too, and I'm not going to name a name, but I have a friend who works at the Alberta Legislative Building. Uh, he's been there for a long time. Uh, I'm going to probably wager about 20 years because it's about the same amount of time that I've been out of school. He'll, he'll, he's got great stories of you. This is all political uh, theater. These guys all walk out. They're all friends. They all talk to each other. They all they all barbecues together. They all grab a drink after work together. This they are all the same. So like people get like all tied up and like oh I'm part of this team I'm part of this team. The people you think's on your team isn't truly on your team. These people are all the same. They're all just elected officials who. And maybe it's just them being cordial and nice and then playing it up for the camera or on an interview, but. That's what it is. That's reality. Don't get too excited about it because that person's not getting excited for you. Do you think it would have been, uh, let me throw this at you, this question. How do you think we'd be doing in this pandemic if Brian Jean would have won the UCP leadership? I, you know what, that's, I, I don't know. I, I like Brian Jean for the most part, as much as I can like a politician quite frankly but you know it's hard to it's hard to say what anyone would have done it's the same thing like would the ndp have handled it better had this taken place two or three years ago i i don't know um i will say that i don't think that the six day span that kenny's been mia would have happened so i'll I'll give him credit there obviously what are your thoughts somebody brought this up to me the other day and I, i i thought about it over the last little while and i i just think about the compassion the uh, type of person Brian Jean portrayed himself in the media. Obviously, he had gone through some tough times through family and things like that. But um, I think we would have had a little bit more compassion uh, with uh, the type of leadership that we need during this time. Obviously, hindsight, you know, uh, nobody knew we were going to have a pandemic like this uh, situation. So, you know, obviously, Jason Kenney's been held, dealt a pretty crappy deck of cards. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So that being said, I, I just thought about that. And when so that person brought it up to me the other day, I just said, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of, you know, go back in time now and say, okay, let's plop J, uh, Brian Jean in this uh, scenario and, and see how we do as a, as a province. Right. But that being said, now it's time to get these vaccines rolled out. And uh, hopefully this government has the, um, uh, the horsepower wherewithal. and the knowledge, <laughs> the wherewithal to get these things out there. Right. So, um, and that's another, you know, 
another topic of the podcast, which I wasn't going to bring up, but now that we're kind of talking about vaccines, I kind of, I don't get people. I'm like, they're, they're going to give vaccines to prisoners in prisons before first responders, before people who are above the age of 70, 60 years old. What is wrong with this world? Is is that legit in Alberta? I, That's a, legit in the country. Uh, it's the first time hearing of it. Uh, if yeah, if if that's the case, that's that's insanity. Uh, people are defending it, saying it's inhumane. It's very disgusting to think that way. Like to me, it's like it's common sense. Why would you give somebody who committed a crime like if you do good, good things happen to you. You get a vaccine so you don't get exposed to COVID-19. <laughs> you, you, you don't kill someone, you get a cookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, if you kill someone or you rape someone or you steal somebody's shit, maybe you should be in the back of the line. And when well, you get it, you get it. I would I would even just equate it to the fact that, like ourselves, we are young, healthy, young ear. Uh, healthy people. And as a result, we're probably going to be vaccinated in September, October, hopefully at that point. Majority of those individuals at the prisons are going to be in a similar boat. They're going to be young men because let's face it, that's who commits crimes and that's who's in prisons for the most part. But they're not at risk in that sense that, and quite frankly, it's just like they, the payoff has to work out. Um, with the amount of heartache, pain, uh, money uh, that's been put into getting the vaccine created, uh, the effort to roll it out, the effort to keep it uh, stored properly, and everything that comes with that type of stuff, it's got to go to the individuals that it's going to best equate to society. Um, and that's, quite frankly, our first responders and people who are working in the healthcare industry. Uh, they're the ones who are going to have to take care of people who who could get the virus and get sick. But they're also the ones who have been, you know, putting up the effort at the time. So that's where the money should be spent, in my opinion. And no, it's as a, in the same argument, I sh- it shouldn't go to me right now. I don't need it right now. So, you know, they're saying that because prisoners are, are in a high risk situation because they're obviously in condensed areas, things like that with each other. Well, they're also contained. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, listen. I don't know if you've been in a prison. Uh, I'm not recommending it, obviously. <laughs> Have you? No, 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 no. No, but um, it, it, like, uh, this is going to take a turn for the little bit less serious. But you go to a place like Alcatraz, and let's face it, prisons haven't been built very differently over the previous like 100 years. They're all the same. You go to a place like Alcatraz and you go sit in a cell for a few minutes, it's frightening. And you're in close quarters with everybody. It is it is built the way it's built because it's a prison. So, yeah, you're going to be at risk of being, well, you're at risk of uh, catching something and you're at the risk of a hot beef injection while you're trying to have a shower. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in the news. This is federal news. Uh, federal inmates uh, set to receive COVID-19 vaccines, vaccinations, not hot beef injections, <laughs> starting, starting Friday. And this was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it, I saw a tweet, a lady here. She's like, uh, what does she say? She's like, you know, 
prison isn't a death sentence in Canada. Well, no, it's not. But we should vaccinate our elderly and first responders. Nurse, I went to the dentist today. Man, I actually felt for the first time some sympathy sympathy for my dentist. For a dentist, yeah. The worst yeah. on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I felt some sympathy for him. He was drilling into my tooth. And but the amount of protocols that they have in place, and I felt very safe, and they oh, yeah. they did a great job taking care of me. But I haven't been in a hospital yet, thank God. And knock on wood, I don't want to go in a hospital. But it, man, first responders, the nurses, the doctors, everybody who's dealing with this on a daily basis, the amount of work they have to do to protect themselves, stick a GD needle in their arm. Just come on, like yeah, we'll get to the prisoners and. If they get sick, most likely they're not going to be as worse off as somebody who's, you know, 70, 80, 90, or as the CBC had to write a news article the other day, uh, somebody of 99 and 102 passed away of COVID and it's very sad. And I don't think that's a newsworthy article, but that's my opinion and whatever. Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll choose my words carefully as we're still trying to attract uh, listeners. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't necessarily just want to blast away at things, but, but um, going back to the comment, you made somebody made a comment about uh, a prison in Canada is not a death sentence. And that's hundred percent correct. A prison at one point was the idea of reforming an individual. I, I, I think the su- success record on that proves that it doesn't work out that well, unfortunately, but that's an entirely different topic for more intelligent people than myself. But, but, uh, and don't, I, I will say don't fact check me, but, at the, but don't jump down my throat either. But this is a virus that unfortunately it has claimed a lot of people. Uh, it's claimed loved ones. It's claimed uh, important people to your family, uh, it targets the elderly a lot more than the younger individuals. That's not to say that young individuals haven't lost the battle as well. Uh, and that's unfortunately we, we face- but that's what I was trying to get at Jeff is that get the vaccines into the, you know, the old age homes or oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. care homes and, and things like that. Let's get those vaccines out there so we can protect these people. Because like you said, you and I, we're pretty lost. We're fine. For yeah. The most part. yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know. And, and that's, that's what I'm kind of getting at is this, that it's just like, there is an order of operations that comes with this type of stuff. And uh, as it, unfortunately there's bad stories all around this type of, uh, around this virus and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle it, but unfortunately people pass away every day. And as a result, you have to take a calculated effort in regards to how we're going to protect the most people and aid society the quickest way. And that's going to first responders quick uh, first, along with the elderly, people that are vulnerable, people who are immune deficient as a result of other things. And then we just work our way down the line. And then that's all it is. Yeah. I, uh, nice and logical. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not trying to say and be unsympathetic, but it's it, those aren't news stories to me. You know, no, no, I agree. Story, yeah, those that's not news newsworthy, right? It's, um, it's sad for sure, and obviously, I don't want any of my elderly family members to go through it. Um, but I don't know. It's well, we're not keeping this very positive, Jeff. <laughs> Turn, let's turn the dial a little bit. Let's just change it up here. Because I, 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 
before we do, news of the day was kind of shitty. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, before we do, but because I this is an opportunity. You've you've alluded. I've alluded to the fact that I was gonna joke about something about your political beliefs, and then you cornered me. I think twice on it because I for, keep forgetting to bring it up. But I because we were talking politics to a certain extent. Uh, the thing I was gonna point out, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's just you. We're all biased in our certain extents, but I, I find it really f- interesting when individuals go like. It's like, I want to talk about cancel culture. I want to talk about people having their voices oppressed. But you'll only find the examples of the people who share your same similar beliefs. <laughs> you, like, it, would never, it would never be something like, uh, I don't know what a good example is. But it's just, I, everyone does this. It, it's just what we do. So, And that's what I was going to bring up to you. I, I had more allow I don't. with it, but yeah, no, no, you're totally innocent. <laughs> I'm innocent. That doesn't happen at all on those Canadian Lads podcast. I completely <laughs> toe the line. I make sure that everybody's represented. I attack both sides. Uh, today, I attacked Jason Kenny and Janice Irwin of the NDP. And actually, today you did a great job of. I think you were pretty. You were scattered the exact right amount. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to share the uh, share the abuse on both sides. <laughs> oh, there's plenty. There's plenty of guilt to go around when it comes to this type of stuff. So, so I I do agree. I think uh, I think we've gone down the train the the train tracks of a little bit of negativity. So let's swap let's swap it up a little bit before we wrap up for the night. Um, actually, this is going to be a bit of a negative thing, but it's in the it's in the blessed idea of the return of hockey. So. I'm a little bit of a glutton for punishment when it comes to readers' comments, whether it be political, sports-wise, anything like that. I love reading people's comments below a story. Now, I do it to piss myself off. I don't know why I want to do this to myself. It's Maybe it's a little bit of like atonement for my general poor attitude or the fact that I just think I deserve some punishment along the way. But Obviously, uh, Mark Spector, and I think it's Ron Francis, uh, who covers the Flames for uh, Sportsnet. They've been covering the camps, uh, ideas of what the lines are going to be, what are the problems with the Wasn't team. Wasn't Ron Francis of the, the Hartford Whalers? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it isn't Ron Francis then. Uh, but Ron Francis did play for the – I think it was the Penguins. Eric Francis. Eric Francis, thank you. I'm terrible. With Eric Francis. Um, anyways, the comments below – and. It's, it's going to be ironic, and I'm going to understand the irony and the hypocrisy of this. If you comment and you feud and you debate underneath these articles with Flames fans, Oilers fans, Leafs fans, Canucks fans, you're a loser. You, you do not contribute to this society. You probably don't have a thought in your head. You're a moron. And the one thing I love, too, is that it's Flames fans and Oilers fans jawing at each other. Now, you know, and the listeners should know by now, I'm an Oilers fan. I I watch a lot of Oilers hockey. You really want to talk like these two franchises are inept. They have not been good since the lockout. If you look at it, I think the Flames have been to the playoffs eight times, have been eliminated in the first round seven of those eight times. The Oilers have been to the playoffs twice, made it to the second round once in 16-17. Uh, these franchises are, if you're a Boston fan, or a Vegas fan, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, you name it. Even LA. LA's on hard times right now. I'd be like, I'm not listening to you loser fans because you guys are idiots. Your teams are garbage and have been for like 15 years. I'm uh 
I definitely don't go in and it's funny. I'll tweet something out every once in a while just to kind of get it off my chest, but I don't expect anybody to reply. It's not like I'm like sitting there <laughs> waiting by my Twitter feed. It's like, ah, I want that hate to come back to me. Ah, you know, it's just something to kind of release the juices a little bit and be like, okay, I need to say this. I need to put this out here. I'm not happy about this. Yeah. I'm always, always surprised that. So. <laughs> Some flame fans, they posted a man cave picture and uh, it it was just all over the place, bunch of flame stuff. And I was just having a, some good fun with it or whatever. And I posted a picture of my man cave, just a couple oiler jerseys on the wall. You've been yeah. in the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I, was, it's, I was proud of it, right? You know, like very, very tactful, nice. yeah, tactful, very tactful nice. yeah. trying to be classy, a classy fan. And I was just like, that's not a man cave. You're a loser. Those are just two jerseys on your walls. What? what are, what's wrong with you? And I'm just like, I'm convinced like the general population literally is, is messed in the head. Like I'll read some comments and like, it's funny to read them. I won't like, I, I made like, I, I think when the, um, when the recordings were released of the, uh, uh, the UCP government and health officials, uh, Hinshaw over just before Christmas there, I just was like, Hey, this is disgusting. Like this is a breach of privacy. These people should not have their meetings recorded and then relates right. to, you know, the news, things like that. And these, I was attacked left, right and center. All I said, <laughs> it was a disgusting thing to do is to record people. And because they, the hatred of the UCP is so bad by the left. It, I was like skewered and I'm like, I don't hundred percent agree with what the UCP are doing, but I don't deserve to be skewered on Twitter because I just, you know, defended Dr. Hinshaw, you know, cause her trust was broken by people she works with. Like to me, that's disgusting. Yeah, so yeah. I just like, I'm, that's, that's in every, everything. And it's in politics. Now Twitter's a mess. I'm telling you, Twitter is a, a cesspool of garbage. And I'm actually like, <laughs> I, I'm, I got to pull myself out of there. other than promoting I, the, uh, the podcast. I don't, I like, I, as somebody who doesn't really partake in social media, like I, I have accounts, I follow a few things that interest me for the most part, it's sports uh, related. Uh, but yeah, th th that's the exact reason I don't participate in this stuff. Plus I am also, I don't think anyone wants to hear my thoughts. Ironically, we're doing a podcast where it's all half my thoughts, <laughs> but, but I just think, um, yeah, I think for the most part, we live in a society and, uh, I would encourage everybody to listen to this, uh, Jocko podcast. Uh, the guy is uh, awesome in my opinion, but he, he hits the nail on the head. The psychology of today is we are very weak and we are very willing to just throw whatever we want on a keyboard, on a social media platform. We, that's us just trying to lash out. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It's like, you know, jumping behind a cause you throw your, your hashtag out there. Hmm, that felt really good today. I, uh, I supported the cause. I, uh, I sent a tweet. Oh. You know, rest assured, if you do that, in my opinion, you've made no difference in the world. Exactly. You're nothing. You're nothing. And that's that's why, like, Oilers Twitter is a real thing. There's people who follow each other. They have lots of followers, all this kind of stuff. There's some great people uh, who tweet some really funny stuff out on Oilers Twitter. 
unfortunately, I've got to move on because it's become <laughs> so politicized because there's been no hockey. These people have shown all their political colors and you're like, ah, okay, this guy is, uh, this guy's really showing, showing himself here. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll I'll put it this way. I think when the distractions return, and for me, like don't don't get me wrong, I'm a huge NFL fan. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl this year. I am elated that I'm going to watch a 17th game this year. But once the distractions return, this is going to peter out a little bit. People's opinions are going to just kind of go to the wayside a little bit, and it's going to work out back to normal. I would probably say so. I think that's a a big situation is that there's not enough people to be distracted with. They're not going to movies. They're not going to, uh, you know, hockey games or football games or following anything that's anything but politics right now. Because one, the news cycle is COVID-19 24-7 and the U.S. election, right? There's really no in between. You know, we should be talking about how beautiful the weather is in Alberta right now because uh oh, yeah. it's unreal. It's we're we're getting closer to the uh end of the or the beginning of spring here it, every day. It's just nicer and nicer. So uh, knock on wood we haven't gotten that cold spell yet. But like man, like I, I, I it's just amazing. You know, and I'm sure I'll be called out, you know, on it because oh you know. <laughs> I yeah, I, I don't know. Before before I put you on the spot and uh you know Put me on the spot. But no 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 it's it's a good it's a good way, way to wrap up with a good story. I don't want to wrap up yet. I want to go for another hour. No, we're not no, I'm not doing that. But the but much like much like what I'm gonna uh, talk about and ask you a question about in a second, um and this this I'm not I can't remember who said this. It's it may have heard it on a podcast, but the this this equates to after pandemic time as well as pre-pandemic time and during pandemic time. You can either do the time or let the time do you. So you can either lose yourself in this type of stuff and you can just be distracted and you can just go let your mind wander into this world. Or you can focus yourself and you can try to self-improve yourself and improve the environment around you. And you can focus your efforts into your family, your friends and improving your own life. Or you can just be distracted by the stuff and lose your mind. Now, that being said, I know of an individual who did do the time at towards the end of 2020 here, and I'm bringing this up because, and I meant to bring it up on a previous podcast, but uh, I'm exceptionally proud of Brad over here because Brad buckled down and achieved a major goal, a goal that uh, obviously was very important to you. Now, what I'm alluding to is Brad really took control of his diet and he's lost a bunch of weight. Brad, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but how, how much weight did you drop and how long did it take you? Uh, I started in September. Um, I started out at uh, 242. On uh, December 23rd, I weighed in at 202. So 40 pounds. That, that is fantastic, my man. And a lot of people, you can find a lot of great reasons to dedicate yourself to this type of thing and, you know, put in the effort. But one of the things that you said to me that really hit home uh, was that you went skating with the kids and I think you said on the podcast, but you went skating with the kids. You were able to do crossovers. You were able to play with the kids and your joints weren't bothering you and you felt good while doing it. And that's the important thing that came from this man. And you did a fantastic job. I'm, I want to say it publicly that I'm exceptionally proud of you, man. 
Thanks, man. Coming from you, that uh, that means a lot. We've known each other and been friends for a, a long time, and you know, it's uh, it, it was interesting. It obviously it's affected the way you know I view my health. It, it affects the, obviously the way I want to look after myself for the future. Uh, my relationship with my kids is affected in a positive manner, and um, you know, it's been funny, you know, listening to some people and talking to some people about. You know, the route I took, took I, I went with a specific diet plan. Uh, I took the, did the keto diet. Um, now it's about, you know, making sure not only I lose, but uh, strength training, things like that. It, it's funny how some individuals take it in the negative with doing that type of diet, but, and they're not really either educated on it or have never done it before. Um, but uh, they went down the negative path with it. So, I did it for me. I did it for the kids. I did it because I don't want to have health issues later on in life. Right. And, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, doing some other things now, like I said, strength training, training. Um, you know, I have some goals physically that I want to do, you know, now that I'm in my forties, um, you know, uh, specifically around, you know, activities and things like that. I'm, uh, I'm excited. And this kind of goes back to our opening, you know, looking at, you know, 2021 as a positive, working hard, you know, spending more time with family, doing things that, you know, fill the, fill the cup, right? Uh, This podcast is something that you and I have talked about that we enjoy. Um, I would highly recommend if this is something that you've always wanted to do, you know, do it, get out there, put yourself out there, Talk about things that you love to talk about, things that you've never talked about before. You know, we're talking about things that in our relationship, we really haven't touched on a lot of, a lot of things, you know, specifically things like politics or, you know, we've definitely talked about Oilers because that's generally 95% of the conversation <laughs> that we have when we're, we're yeah. together in person. But yeah. I'm, you know, I appreciate that, Jeff. And, um, you know, you're, uh, you're a bit of a health role model for myself and, um, you're somebody who takes care of their body and, um, yeah, no, thanks for the, uh, the motivation and kind words. Well, no, it, it's well-earned buddy. And, uh, definitely some strength training is coming your way. I'm going to force you to, we're going to get under the bar. You're going to stand by to get some. Don't worry. <laughs> when do I start my steroid uh, regiment? Oh, we're beyond steroids. We have brand new things. Way new things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be I want to be A-Rod of the podcast game. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's A-Rod. I we'll we'll find you a good role model when it comes to performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I know we want to shut down here, but I do have to bring up one more topic. No, sure. Go and ahead. it's our topic du jour. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I did mean I meant to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So the bill that passed in Congress last week that I believe Trump did try to veto it, but the uh, he was overruled, which is, I guess, a historical feat as well. Um, yeah. I think he did sign in, it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. At go the end ahead. of the day, embedded in this in this bill. This defense spending bill has COVID relief information in it is a UFO report that the government task force that's following this stuff. And again, if you are not up to speed, UFOs are real. There's more and more sightings. Uh, 
this is getting crazy. 2021 is going to be crazy for this stuff. So they have to report in June to the public a congressional report of what their findings are. And I think we're we're in for a surprising uh, tidbit of information, I hope. So, one, I find it uh, – obviously, I was excited to, to hear this as well, that they were going to be forced – that part of this – I find it I find it amazing that in politics, it's just like – we're we're giving out money to our civilized state, to our citizens to help them get through COVID. But don't worry, we're gonna put a UFO portion in there too, which is fantastic. But I I do I do love the idea that that's been put in there. Um, I I really hope some some real news comes out of it. I unfortunately, and I think I said it in the last podcast. I think Biden is used to this world, and he's gonna put the kibosh on this and. Quite frankly, how much of a lie does the American government have to put out in regards to saying like, oh, yeah, we have information on UFOs. They're weather balloons. They're all weather balloons. And you can just lie your way through it effectively like that. But but it is very telling. And my wife's getting very tired of me talking about this and just ranting and raving about it. But it is very telling that this was in a government bill. This was a major piece of legislation that just got ratified uh, towards the end of the year. And it included that. That is interesting, regardless of your beliefs. Like it, either they're wasting complete time or this is legit something. Jeff, they're putting millions of dollars into this. This is taxpayer money. Like this is serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it is too. But now, as I said, I unfortunately think we're going to get jobbed on it to a certain extent. I don't think we're going to get the information we want. And that's just kind of the skeptic in me, unfortunately, but it, it is very interesting. And I, as I said, I love that it's in there. So uh, no, on a quick note of that too. Um, well, the name of the documentary that you put me onto that was on Apple was, it's not unidentified or what is no, it? The, the phenom- phenomenon. phenomenon, the phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. So on that same note, uh, I got I went down the wormhole a little bit of watching History Channel, which is now UFO programming. But that, Did you watch Unidentified? I watched Unidentified, yes. <laughs> now, I will say, much like Ancient Aliens or any of those shows, each one of these hour-long episodes could be 15 minutes if they really wanted to just edit it down and not just keep going through things. But it, it is interesting. And obviously, it'll, it'll, it goes in, Obviously, I think it's like an eight-part series, give or take. But it, it definitely is able to provide more detail than the phenomenon documentary because it's not it's eight hours long theoretically as opposed to a two hour documentary. So it's Lou Elizondo who was the leader of ATIP, which he was the uh, government official responsible for ATIP, um, which essentially he left the government. He's got a non disclosure agreement that he can't discuss what he knows, obviously, but he's going out and um, reporting on new sightings, new information. Christopher Mellon, who was also in the government, he's the one who actually uh, released the Navy videos in 2017 that uh, depict. Um, the uh, Nimitz encounter, and uh, I forget the other uh, one, but it's that guy lives in a castle, by the way. That guy's house was impressive. (laughs) Well, no, his family is the Mellon family, you know, like from like I think it's in Pennsylvania, the Mellon Corporation or whatever. That's he's he comes from that that line of family, right? He's he comes from 
money and he's, you know, was in a high level government position, right? And in the defense department, right? So these are like legit people that are coming out and talking about this stuff. The, what kind of is kind of goofy is Tom DeLong um, employs these two guys now. And, yeah. uh, but this, his group, Tom DeLong released this information in 2017. Now Lou Elizondo and uh, Christopher Mellon are really kind of leading the charge in this community um, to help break out and lobby behind the scenes to get more of this information released. Cause obviously they know more than what's out there. And Harry Reid, uh, the Senator from Nevada uh, talked about that in the, in the documentary that uh, you and I yeah. just discussed. Right. So um, really interesting stuff. And uh, uh, I'm sure we'll keep talking about it, but I'm sure hockey will take more of our concentration <laughs> starts over the next few months. Absolutely. And every second day is we're inundated by a Canadian hockey team, either coming into Edmonton or we're going out to play them. So I'm super excited about that. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give my closing thoughts on Unidentified. It is unjarring to see Tom DeLong in a suit. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it was just, I was like, what the hell is going on here? And uh, that Elizondo guy, the guy's got the worst goatee in, on the hi- in the history of Earth. Like, that is the worst looking goatee I've ever seen in my life. But but all the power to them while they expose the truth. So, oh, don't say that. I'm going for that look. I'm going to get the, the Billy no. goatee going and uh, my America hat, America. Trucker hat. Oh, he's got. I also noted, like, in like the first, I think in first three episodes, he, he must have worn 45 different hats. I was pretty impressed by the hat collection, too. But one V neck t shirt. But one V neck t shirt. Yes, I know. It's pretty, he's, he's obviously chosen what he wants to look like. So, so uh, definitely interesting to watch. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I think that's a great place to leave it off. Well, Jeffrey, it's been a, a slice. I want to thank all of the listeners that are listening to the Those Canadian Lads podcast. And funny enough, we're ha- we have listeners. We have people reaching out to us all the time. Uh, funny enough. Funny enough, yeah. Uh, they're, they're enjoying the podcast. So I'm really excited to what uh, 2021 brings. And hopefully we can kind of steer away from this whole political realm and get into the things that we want to talk about that are a real Canadiana people. Um, you know, anything but this nastiness that's out there in the world right now uh, will be a, a nice turn, but uh, it's hard not to to talk about the the topic of the day, which is unfortunately um, in our in in our faces right now, and it's all kind of the the catalyst is really uh, COVID nineteen, you know, of what's going on. So, well, we'll have a positivity. Uh, podcast in the near future full of unicorns and rainbows it will be 12 minutes long as opposed to an hour (laughs) (laughs) hate hate speaking we'll put something good out there so so with that being said uh thank you very much for tuning in if you tune in if you don't go to hell brad thank you very much have yourself a great night please don't go to hell listener we love you